What's up, everybody? Welcome to FTW with Ahmad Khan. I'm your host, Ahmad Khan, and joining me today is... What's up with you guys, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? It's Boogie2988 coming at you live through the power of the internet. Uh, I also go by Steven. Hold on. I can hear, I can hear the toilet being flushed. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Should we, re- should we start over? Just continue. I don't know. You're, you're the boss. Um, you know, I'll edit it out in post. I'll edit it out in post. Let's keep it. Let's keep it. But yes, I'm joined with... Steven McQueen Asarch. Mm. And yes, and this is the Figuring Shit Out edition of the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. So, Steven, are you excited for today? I'm so excited for today. Out of a scale from 1 to 10, I'm at 42. Yeah, I know. It's going to be the Nevada Democratic presidential debate where Michael Bloomberg will be on the stage. Oh, that's what you're referring to. I yes. thought you just meant life in general. No, I don't want to hear that that uh, space gremlin talk. Sorry, I'm not allowed to show political opinions. Oh, good job then. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just like... It, it, the, the the entire process has become so mind numbing because there's just like these ebbs and flows and like all of a sudden like this person's out on top and now that person's on top. I just want to see... Mm, I think the only reason, quickly, we'll, we'll jump into like actual gaming and esports stuff. I just want to, like, I think the only reason like he's polling number second in like a bunch of national polls right now is because he hasn't been in a debate yet. Nobody's kind of like torn him a new one. And then right when that happens, I'm pretty sure, hopefully, like, I don't know, we'll see if like the, the tides change with uh, Bloomberg. Uh, but I don't know, were you in New York when Bloomberg was mayor? Uh, I've been in New York my entire life. So yes, yes, yes. 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 Were uh, you ever stopped in first? No, I am I am the whitest human being ever made. Uh, I I wave to the cops and say hello. How are you doing? Do they uh, wave back? Oh yeah, sometimes. Uh, Even especially the ones on horses. Oh. They love me. Hey Steven. Yeah, nice. Hey, you're a non threatening white guy. How's it going? How's your day? Don't make eye contact with anyone darker than you. <laughs> um what do you have? speaking of white people, you're in Toronto. <laughs> No, that's speaking of French people. It is so weird when you're around Montreal and everything's normal except people speak French and the signs are in French. Like, I got nothing against French, but it, it it's like American but French and it is a very odd feeling. I don't know why. Poutine is legit though. The, really? the 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 national delicacy. Oh my god, it's 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 terrible, but like it's it's good. And if there was a poutine spot down the street from me in New York, um, I'd probably gain equal to the amount of weight I gained when a Taco Bell opened up down the street. You know, like I've had I've had poutine here in America at like restaurants and whatnot. And I just think it's okay. Or do you think they're just making it wrong? Like, do, do, do they do it like differently in Canada? I don't know if you got that poutine taste though. You know, you're not really into the greasy, nasty, beefy food, and poutine has a similar texture and mentality to that gross American garbage. Mm, I see. I think that's why I have a kinship with it, because my palate is that of a wild hog. Interesting. Yes. Um, But while you were in Montreal, what were you checking out? So there's there's a Rainbow Six tournament. Um, the Rainbow Six, I want to say Invitational. I yeah, could well, be wrong. How, how, so are you a big Rainbow Six fan? Do you play never it? played it. Never played never it. Never played it. Never touched it. The first time I played it was in the preview event where they showed off the two new 
um, operators or what they called. Right. There was uh, a dude who could burst through walls and like climb up hatches, and there was a girl who could use her powers to create holograms. Both were very cool, and I died with both of them many times. I am not good at Rainbow Six, but it's it's to, to me uh, esports games. You don't really have to play to be able to enjoy them. Like I don't really play Counter Strike. I don't really know anything about it, but I love to watch people play it because it's like the skill of these people working together to perform a surgical operation is like a ballet. Even if you don't really like understand the micro of it all, or like why this guy bought this specific gun, or why they're bringing that specific operator, it's it's once you like watch enough of it, you understand the patterns, and you understand why people are doing certain things. It's really cool. Uh, I do have to say, after watching um, about f- seven hours of Rainbow Six, I don't really understand what's happening. <laughs> Uh, I know there's a house getting raided, and you send out little drones to go upstairs, um, and uh, Tachanka is garbage. <laughs> well, I mean, while, while you were at that tournament, um, I, I, it, so you're saying the experience was enjoyable overall. Uh, so, and, you know, Rainbow did announce like a new league format that's coming next, I, I guess, next season. But overall, like, what were your impressions of competitive Rainbow Six, and do you think it's going to stick around in me in my mind competitive rainbow six is a b-tier esport and and by that i mean s tiers counter-strike and league of legends no one's going to come close uh a tier are you know those sort of leagues that still manage to pull in a large amount of audience like like fortnite fortnite um rocket league Mm. um other weird games and then smite no smite i would put it a b tier yeah because it has a solid core super hungry fan base and it's only growing i would i would argue it could be an a tier at that event i would have i would have thrown it into an a tier but because the rainbow six league is still like fairly like loosey-goosey also space station gaming uh wins the whole thing sponsored by bnh bnh photo video yeah the, the, the Jewish yeah, guys yeah, out in Midtown? Uh-huh. They sponsored <laughs> Esports League. I remember, um, what was it, two years ago or three years ago, uh, I went to a Hearthstone uh, Grandmasters tournament in Amsterdam. And there I met uh, Ant. Ant is this, like, really nice, super funny uh, Hearthstone streamer uh, who is sponsored by Space Station. And, like, halfway through our interview, I just, like, look over his shoulder and I see B&H. I'm like, what? You guys got B and H? And he's like, Yeah, I don't. I'm not even sure what that is. And I'm like, That's that's the land of, of my people. I'm I'm trying to figure out what that sound is. Is that like the AC or something? No, that's this. What is that? So that's a thing, which is probably why we're not going to record in my apartment ever again. <laughs> um, that is the heater. Uh, the heater has a gremlin inside it. I completely forgot about the heater <laughs> when you said things because I sort of just tune it out and don't really like pay attention to it. But it's going to like start clinking and clanging. And you know how like old New York City buildings kind of sound like they're possessed by an angry evil demon? Right. That's the heater. Okay. Yeah, because it sounds like um, 
like an exasperated, overweight guy who's just like like air is escaping from the folds of his fat. Or yeah, something. it definitely it 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 starts out being like a very tired marathon runner, right? And then as the night goes on and like the steam expands and like hits and like pings off the side, it'll start sounding like an evil pinball machine. And like I swear, there's a gremlin inside my kitchen, and he's just like looking for something to do. Yeah, see, I don't think I can edit this out in post. It's just like. I don't think there's some kind of no no that's <laughs> see that's why we're calling this still figuring shit out You're right because this seems like an oversight two professionals wouldn't have to deal with <laughs> but uh, considering who we are we take what we can get yes <laughs> well uh, I guess for listeners that could just be like it could be oral texture. just pretend it's our third co-host fat uh, <laughs> fat breathing heavy guy he doesn't say a word you know wait wait till we start talking about smash bros then he just will not stop heaving and hawing <laughs> um so space station gaming <laughs> well you know they, they went up against uh what it was the, nip, right and yeah nip, nip 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 and i i watched the first bit of that um I, boy I did the crowd hate nip yeah, why, why did the crowd hate Nip? Because the space station's American. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the same thing as if TSM was in the sure, finals. Sure, but like, well, like Nip was actually playing really well at the beginning of Grand Finals, and then I was like, well, it looks like they're just going to win this thing, so I tuned out, but then I see that space station gaming I've won. noticed that happened a couple times throughout the series because they're so long. Oh. Like, so most of the, the normal games were best of three matches. Yeah. And a match is seven games. And, a se- and, and uh, uh, each of those games can go like minutes long so it 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 can get really long like a counter-strike match yeah you know how people have to take all of their sweet time and it could take hours and if it goes into overtime dear god you're never going home but it's super like i i think like listening to space station gaming talk i mean watching space station gaming play and understand each other was like beautiful. Really? Yeah. yeah. I should go watch those VODs, shouldn't I? I mean, I guess. You guys. Like, the thing, how do you keep up with every esport? I, you, I don't know, man. You, you, you don't. Gotta, you gotta take some, just not care about the others, you know? Yeah, like. No one, I don't care. Which, which ones do you just not care about? Anything mobile? Alright, that's, that's cheating. No, it's not. Don't hate. Asian markets love mobile esports. I, I don't even know if, like, they, do they love it enough to actually write, like, op-eds and critiques about it i assume so okay i assume there has to be some sort of like the, the thing that's so hard to break into about the the asian market is that they write it in their own language sure, so we yes. can't break through and know if it exists that's why ashley kang is so like good at what she does in her specific yeah. niche yeah, yeah. because she's cornered the market on korean translation right like all the all the rest of us don't really have that option or understanding so i would expect there'd be a lot of that stuff but like also uh anything high res makes uh i don't give two shits about high res they're the they ones who make spite oh, and okay, realm okay, royale yeah, and yeah. paladins like i, I played paladins i played fine. smite i played smite quite a bit i have the god pass from like when the game launched yeah but that's because i'm addicted to league and just wanted to find another game that wasn't league right and i was like i'm gonna go to this other moba i tried heroes of the storm it's garbage um right. Well, oh, I tried it. Exists. I tried it in the beginning. Here's where the storm exists. Don't don't close I mean, your eyes. It, like it, yeah, I know it exists like as a game, but like who, who's playing it? It's still. I would I would love to know how popular like Heroes is now. I just know that there are a bunch of pro players that 
Oh yeah, well they all moved to Fortnite. What was it? Mythic? What was the? What was the? Oh, God, what was, was the name of that? Uh, I he, interviewed him. He, he came second in the World Cup. Yeah, right? yeah. He, he did the. He also did the ice sword thing. Yeah. Whatever. I interviewed him. Som? I think Som. Yes. Yeah. I, that name sounds familiar. Super, super nice guy. Yeah, but like you know, everyone else is not everyone has transitioned to Fortnite or League. I know, I know, like some some tried to transition to League. I don't know how that's worked out for them. Yeah. Well, I interviewed. I have one that's in my Twitter who yeah. is just a streamer now. Uh, like the thing about esports leagues is, you, once you have like the mechanics for one game, you can at least like have some like you. you it, it proves that you have some sort of mechanical skill sure. that you can apply to other video games. Maybe not as well, maybe not as successfully, but you know you have that base mechanical skill. You might not understand the macro of it all, or or even you know be able to micromanage the 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 micro little bits of it all. But you know you at least have a leg up on the competition. Yeah. Have you? Um... Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I started, like, going through the tutorial in Dota 2. I don't know why. Ugh. Everyone says it's, like, a really Ugh. difficult game. I've tried. I've tried. Like, the thing is, League is so ingrained in my head. Yeah. The only other MOBA I've ever been able to, like, pick up and, like, play is Arena of Valor. Interesting. It's the mobile one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played so much Arena of Valor. That, that one, it's three on three, right? No, that's Vainglory. Oh, okay. Vainglory, that was the one my old roommate used to love. He was like a challenger tier uh, Vainglory oh, wow. player. But I just find, I just never really liked Vainglory. And Arena yeah. Valor has Superman in it. <laughs> and I get to play as Superman and punch a Chinese effigy of Wukong and Guan Yu. I'm yeah. like, fuck yeah. That's, I'm all about that. You know, I, that, where is the Nintendo themed MOBA? You, I think that We would- had. Arena Valor was released on Switch. No, 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 no. I mean, like, it's like Mario and, like, Link and Donkey Kong. Does Nintendo really, like, jump on trends? That's... Like that? Like, there's no there's no Nintendo no, no, Minecraft you're... clone. There's no. no Nintendo Hero Shooter. No. Like, Nintendo doesn't really, like, jump on trends. They let other companies make those games and then push them onto Switch. Yeah, you're right. Like, when it comes to Nintendo concepts and, and properties, they, they tend to go, like, really creative with ideas. And they always want to reinvent the wheel. That's why we literally got an exercise ring that was an RPG because it's it's all about like trying to recreate and reinvent the um, the basic gameplay like Breath of the Wild, you know, Breath of the Wild reinvented how modern um, open world games work like Donkey released a really good video about it yesterday about how most open world games like if, if you're good to San Andreas, mm-hmm. you can go to like one specific location where the plot is. Yes. And the rest is like side missions. But in Breath of the Wild, you could pretty much go in any direction and still reach the main plot. Yes. Because it's like so gathered and there's so much content all over the place. Yes. I don't know what my point was, but Breath of the Wild is really good. It is a very good game. Yes. Um, Speaking of good games, Counter-Strike. It's been around for a while. Uh, You got Aren't my segues like so? I love your segues. They're so ridiculous. It makes no sense. Please, no. Speaking of guns, let's 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 talk about Counter Strike. Yeah, yeah. So uh, ESL has announced a new franchise model for um, Counter Strike, which is good because Counter Strike has always been kind of amorphous with different leagues kind of competing. So this model, which Valve didn't allow any kind of exclusivity, so there will be like Blast Pro series and other Counter Strike leagues that do exist. But this one is trying to model itself after League of Legends, right? Um, and dubbed the Louvre Agreement. I guess it was, this agreement was made in France. I don't know. But 13 CSGO teams are now in this league. Um, I have no idea how much they paid to get into this league. We should probably figure that out. 
If, if you want to figure that out, that would be a great exclusive. Yeah. Let me also. If there's anyone out there who knows how much uh, the <laughs> league has played, Imad and my DMs are open. Please throw them in. So, I mean, the thing is that, like, it seems that the prize pool for the league, it's. Um, the Pro Tour has a total prize pool of $5 million across 20 tournaments. I like how you said that, like, Dr. Evil. $5 million! <laughs> but, I mean, th- th- that's not huge. No. Right? So that means, like, to get into this league, it can't be. Esports prize pools are not how franchises make their money back. Right, right, right. Like, it's, it's irrelevant. Like, yeah. unless you're going, like, Fortnite numbers, where it's so comically rich in the amount of money you receive, yeah. it's worth it. But, like, the reason these franchise models do it is because they're trying to grow a brand. Right. So the teams that are signed into this are Astralis, Complexity, Evil Geniuses, NC, ENC, is that NC? Whatever. Uh, FaZe Clan, Fnatic, G2, Mouse Sports, uh, Navi, Nip, Team Liquid, Team Vitality, and 100 Thieves. Uh, so, I don't know. It's It seems like a good mix of teams. Seems like pretty much all the top teams are, are in it. Uh, and... It, let's see. It will also include IM Karavice and ESL1 Kerlin or Cologne. Cologne. Uh, yes, 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 yes. It'd be. Uh, I'd, I'd like to go to. I'd like to go to Germany. Wouldn't you like to go to Germany? I almost had a job in Germany to work for Riot, but it fell through at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. I don't know. See, the thing is, when I told my grandmother uh, that I wanted to move to Germany, she wasn't exactly a fan of it. Uh, you know, German German grandmother wouldn't wouldn't exactly be a huge fan of her son going over to Germany to live. So I did. Your grandmother's from Germany. Germany. No, 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 no. My my grandmother was born in the the states, but my great grandparents are from like Russia and like Ukraine. I see, I see. Um, yeah, you know, and, and it, it is Germany is kind of going through a weird time right now politically. Oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. They're kind of going through this weird far-right thing, and the last time that happened, it didn't go so well. I think every country's going through its own far-right thing. Yeah, I'm trying to think which country isn't. Canada. Canada isn't. Pakistan actually isn't, surprisingly. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, Afghanistan might, if the Taliban come back into power. Yeah. We'll We're always on the cusp of fascistic dictatorships. <laughs> the internet has created hive minds. Yes. Um, gosh. I, I, you were were you done listing all of those team names yeah, that I'm sure it. people really care about? Uh, yes, I'm done. We're okay. done with that story. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, let's let's talk about Counter Strike franchises. They're 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 franchises. They're Counter Strike. Who yes. doesn't? It's gonna it's gonna get views. That's all that matters. Yeah, you have the top teams the playing. Who gives a shit about the model? Yeah, the model's irrelevant. Like the teams did not pay like like over ten million dollars like the Overwatch League to you know. Or, or, or like LCS, right? LCS was ten million to buy in. Right? Yeah, in the beginning. In yeah, the beginning. yeah, yeah. And now it's probably way more. Yeah. Now, well, now we, they know the value. It's at least thirty million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I mean, because because with those esports, like they have ingrained leagues and they have fan bases who care about the community. Like maybe it makes sense. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I I suspect that it was under ten million to get buy into the league. I suspect, but I will tell you that. Um, Counter-Strike players are generally paid pretty high. Um, I've, been, I've heard numbers as high as like 20000 a month. I mean, it could be. Yeah. So I'm just like, look, if the teams are like, hey, we're, like, our players are already demanding like, this much money, uh, let's just 
Let's make the franchise fee relatively low so you don't have to like add more and more costs. Because that was the thing with NRG, right? NRG exited Counter-Strike because there's like, look, our, the players are demanding this much. It's so expensive to run. You have to fly them around the world all the time because all these tournaments are everywhere. What's the point? Right? And I, 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 totally, I totally get where NRG is coming from. It, it, it is just too expensive. Uh, especially when you can capitalize, and you know they're already they already spent like what twenty million to get into Overwatch, and are they in Call of Duty League as well? Who NRG? Uh, I don't know because they all changed their names. All right, but regardless, you know they spent they they already spent a crap ton of money into Overwatch League, and let's I don't know how well it's panned out. For, I mean, sure they won a championship with the San Francisco Shock, but even then I don't know if it's like really paying dividends for them. I mean, we we ultimately still don't know the value of like these teams until one of them decides to sell. Actually, one did sell, didn't it? Houston Outlaws. That sold for about the same price that yeah. it was bought for, around twenty million. So like the value hasn't gone up. At least it hasn't gone down, I guess. Um, so there's that. Um, but speaking of valueless esports let's talk about smash bros Ooh, <laughs> slasher ping me to, to shit talk but uh he didn't get any smash bros players who actually wanted to shit talk yeah so no it's so it's, it's smash summit was uh over this weekend smash summit is like an invitational tournament that takes place in los angeles i want to say at the beyond the summit facility sure. and uh it's an invitation tournament and it, you know the fans were able to raise about over $60,000, I want to say, for the prize pool, which is definitely higher for uh, a Smash tournament. And uh, essentially, at the end of the tournament, Hungrybox went onto the mic and pleaded with Nintendo to support the scene. And that plea, you know, it, it jumped off, it, it jumped to the top of, like, a few websites. It jumped to the top of, uh, live, was it, what's that subreddit? Is it, like, Livestream Cringe or whatever? Livestream Fails. Livestream Fails, yes, yes, yes. It jumped to the top of that, and I don't know, like... I, I don't think... I, I, as somebody who's, like, reported on Nintendo Esports for a while, um, and t- told employees I've spoken to, uh, it's... I, I You know, it, it, it's weird. So I don't think uh, Hbox, his pleas, will be heard. Mainly because Nintendo of America, while they are allowed, like, a certain amount of autonomy from uh, Nintendo of Japan, uh, the reality is, is that Nintendo of Japan kind of controls things, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, from, from, like, the early days of the console wars, back between Sega and Nintendo, Nintendo learned that it was important to give each region enough autonomy because they know their market's best, right? It's going to be silly if um, Nintendo tries to, you know, figure out how to sell mm-hmm. games in Europe. So, but even with that autonomy, they can only go so far, right? They can only... I don't know. Like, Nintendo of America has surprised us. Like, they've, you know, advertised Bayonetta and Playboy magazine before. Mm-hmm. But, um... I think ultimately, Nintendo is just gonna have to we- work within their weird constraints of like j- balancing uh, what the what the Jap- Japan side wants, and even, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're fans of competitive Smash at Nintendo, but their hands are tied. So I don't see uh, Nintendo supporting the Smash scene anytime soon, no. unless something, unless essentially New Guard comes in Japan, in which they're just like gung ho about it, and uh, highly unlikely. Yeah, Japanese companies don't change the leadership very quickly. Yeah, they, they pretty much change the leadership when. Um, and it's just seniority based, so it's like when somebody retires or passes, like literally dies. Yeah, no, and Shigeru Miyamoto will never die. <laughs> he will live forever, forever and ever and ever through the, the, the tears and fears. You that... know, he's actually, I, is he, like, I know he's not like, 
an employee of the company in the traditional sense. I heard, I heard he's like kind of like this weird contract term so that he's allowed more autonomy. But regardless, yes, she sure. won't die. Sure. Because uh, the autonomy is given because of all the Mario children that get sacrificed to him. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so let's continue on with. I don't know. That's kind of like all the esports stuff I really wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like League is still early. Whatever. Overwatch is like whatever. Early. We'll we'll get to it when it gets interesting, right? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll talk uh, about some gaming news. Just something some things that caught our eye. Uh, Sony is skipping PAX East amid coronavirus fears, which I'm just like, I think. But PAX East isn't canceled. Like it's still happening. So is everyone just going to get coronavirus? Do they know something that everyone doesn't? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know or get any of it. Yes. Um, and then let's talk about this article very quickly about that came on Russia Today about some conspiracy with no. Kotaku. It's it's basically it, it, it talked to an insider, yes. a claim to be an insider, who said there's just this like sort of journalism clique. Like a cabal. Yeah, that we all hang out and like talk about how much we hate conservative voices and like it, it just spews the same the same rhetoric that we've seen over and over again. That you know, it's you know they're just trying to stifle conservative voices, and there aren't enough of that in gaming. Even though one angry gamer exists, and there are all there are websites dedicated to more conservative voices in games journalism. I would argue that Kotaku and Polygon are more left leaning. Sure, okay, and I understand you feel sad and mad that it's you know happening, but whatever. Like that's it. It's, yeah. There's really not much to say because it's it's a lot of hearsay. Yeah, because well, I mean, we're, we've both been writing in this industry for about. I don't know, I've been in this industry for five years. How long have you been writing? In, four. Four. How often do you hang out with like other games journalists? How often do you just like call them on the phone just to talk? Well, we're literally hanging out right now. That is true. Yes, we are. <laughs> we're the cabal. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, like it's so seldom, really. Uh, like, I, I don't really interact with me. Well, I, I know there are gamer journalists that hang out, like especially the ones who work in the same outlet. Fair enough, yes. They, they yeah. definitely there's, – there's a group of like, you know – they have a, like a New York City group and cool. More power to them. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's I, – I, I will say as a journalist, like I don't like it when I see – like the, the problem is uh, journalism – can't, isn't regulated by the government, nor it should be regulated by the government. That means it has to be self-regulated. So it's up to every outlet to discipline their employees uh, when it comes to political speech. I'm of the opinion that you know journalists shouldn't be making large political statements of endorsement or whatnot because they have to be somewhat objective or have the air of objectivity. Uh, even then, you know, it's um, hmm. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, either way, I don't like it when journalists like just you know tweet stuff like saying like oh I'm gonna go campaign for this candidate. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? This is like literally what your job you're not supposed to be doing. It's like why why you sign up to you, well that's the end that's the thing. I think some people just sign up to like become a journalist so that they can just like you know get free games and write about game reviews or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are a few of those. You know they, they didn't come in for the 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 the, the art of it. Well, you start because you're a hobbyist. Yes, 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 and I think that has to end up. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it like the game side is just so young in the journalism space. Like you, start, you start off as a hobbyist who's a good writer who gets picked up at a publication. And then it's up to the editors to kind of uh, coach you and like how to behave. So there's there's still some room for growth. God damn it! Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Let's uh, 
All right, before we end the show, uh, do, you, uh, do you have any other fun quips to talk about? Uh, not, not, not at all. All right, perfect, because I'm, I'm tired of this. Oh, me too. Yes, all right. Um, that's it for the We're Still Trying to Figure Shit Out edition of the episode. We'll catch you guys next week. Later. Yes. Sorry. I am distracted. <laughs> All right. All right. Peace. There you go. What the fuck? Why did this happen now? What happened? <laughs>